You're now listening to Real Estate Journeys with Matthew Baltzell. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Matty B, aka Matthew Baltzell, and welcome back to Real Estate Journeys, the exclusive podcast for new real estate investors looking to grow their brand and their business. So on today's episode, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. I know that PR and marketing and really getting in the spotlights is hard for most people when they're growing their business or just in general. And I can attest that, you know, having your name in publications and things like that really does help shine light on your business and help does grow that. So I wanted to bring on a specialist today that's going to help you take your business to the next level. So today's guest is KJ Blattenbauer. She is a business strategist publicist and dress designer. She's originally from a small town in North Dakota and her happiest days are spent championing the underdog, championing, championing the underdog and helping entrepreneurs and influencers receive the recognition their dreams deserve. With that said, KJ, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on. So can you speak a little bit about, I know a lot of people when they hear PR and they don't really know how to do it, get their name out there, get media attention and just like where to begin. And it's like, ugh, this is like self-promotion. And I think a lot of people are kind of turned off by it or they don't know where to begin. What, what, what would you recommend to those people? I think at a very basic, everyone needs to know exactly what PR is. I think we hear the term so often and we see it applied with like scandals or companies in crisis. People think they should know what they all act like we're smart and we do. But at the very basis, PR is the art of convincing an audience outside of your usual circle of influence to promote your idea, purchase your product, support your position on, on um, an argument or recognize your expertise. It's also one of the best ways to build your brand because it's getting the word out about your business and it's a free way to get the word out about your business. Mm. And so, so people that are looking to, let's say you're trying to get into a, let me rephrase this question. If I'm thinking of wanting to get into, let's say my local media or local paper or local TV syndication, what would be a good way of trying to go about getting into that? Well, I think at the very basis of anything, whether you're trying to get into local or you're trying to get into national, the first thing you need to do is verify your visibility, right? So, you have to make sure you can be found. If someone Googles your name, you have to make sure that the right things come up when they Google your name, right? Like it's not a mugshot from that time in college where you had too much fun, in school, you know? And it's not a website of, you know, your team at the bar, right? It's your business, it's your brand. You want that to come up first and foremost. So the first thing you want to incorporate into your PR strategy is making sure that you are targeting your audience the right way. When they Google you, they can find you and that the messages that pop up support your business goals. So obviously having a modern and responsive website with information about you, a picture of you so they can get to know you and your face, not to stock images. That's going to set the whole tone for everything with people, but also having a blog. If you're going to be an expert or someone that people should be investing with or giving money to, and you're saying that you're an expert, then you have to have something that backs up your expertise. It's also a great place to be directing everyone. So whether it's social media or your ads or any email campaigns you do, if you do a guest appearance like this, you always want to have a professional website for people to go to. That's where I'd start no matter what kind of press you want to get. Um, 
the other thing that really plays into a factor there is that you need to create compelling content, right? So you're going to have a website. You want to be known as an expert. You want to get press. It's going to put you on a podcast, for example, or cover you in your local newspaper or have you on TV if they're like, well, you say you're an expert, but I don't see anything you've ever talked about before. So creating compelling content and having a blog or a blog or a podcast or something of that nature tied to your website makes you the publisher and it helps you get the st- your stuff out there in the way you want it out there that keeps your audience coming back for more. So if you're creating fresh and relevant content once or twice a month at a minute, and you're feeling your digital marketing campaign, you're feeling a PR strategy, and you're helping attract new visitors, get more business, but also helping build up expertise for when you're ready to reach out to the media. And you can do it a variety of ways, right? You can do email campaigns where you set out to prospects or people that have already signed up for your information. You can keep feeding them content, bringing them back to your blog, letting them know what you're into or what deals they can get in on or what you're offering that they can purchase, that sort of thing. You can have blog um, a blog set up like we talked about, and you can put out content once a month at a minimum if you want to and keep driving things to there. But you can also have testimonial pages where other people who have worked with you or other peers in the industry can talk about how great you are because just like when you go search out a restaurant and you find reviews, you're not going to go to that Thai restaurant if it has horrible reviews. You're going to go to the Thai restaurant with all the good reviews. And you trust those reviews because the Thai restaurant didn't pay for them. They're neutral third parties. And you can have a testimonial page on your website that does that for you and your business. That's fantastic PR. You can also have a press page on your website, which will show anywhere you've appeared, anywhere else your expertise has been featured. Um, as you start to build up your portfolio of PR hits, it's going to only help build up your credibility. You know, you might go to one real estate company and see, oh, well, they haven't been featured anywhere. And you'll go to another one and they've been in Inc. and Entrepreneur and Real Estate Investors Today and all these things. And you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go with the more reputable one that people have gone to. You know, you're not going to really pay attention to the person who doesn't have any press. But you can also tie your social media into there. Um, You know, you're going to go to people that you trust, people that you see, people that are active. And having those buttons and channels, everything tied to your website and creating compelling content, it's really going to help you when you're ready to reach out to the media. Mm. When you're saying uh, have your social media links on on your website, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So you have buttons. You can have people share. You can set up buttons and widgets. And I'm not a tech person, but your website person could be, or maybe your tech person. You can have the buttons and widgets where people can easily share quotes or stories or the links from one of your blog posts or something that you're discussing on your website. But you can also have your Facebook page, your Instagram, Pinterest, whatever it is that you use, LinkedIn. You can also have that where people can click and start following you there because maybe they're not checking your website every day, or maybe they like to spend more time on Instagram. But it just shows more people ways that they can get you and your information, and that helps build up your credibility too. And you were saying posts, uh, blog posts, or podcast posts, basically whatever content's going on to your website should be at least once a month minimum. Is that correct? Yep, once a month minimum. So I'm kind of lazy, but I like to do... 80% promotion and 20% of the work. So I'll publish a new blog post every Sunday. I'll send a link to that blog post to my email list every Monday morning. Um, That Monday, I'll probably do a post across all my social media channels that ties back to the blog post from Sunday. I'll do the same thing on Wednesday. I'll do the same thing on Friday. And then next Sunday, I'll rinse and repeat. So I'm putting out new content four times a month, and then I'm just promoting the heck out of it. Mm. And I find that's what makes for my audience. And it's also 
doesn't take too much time because the first week of the month, I batch all my content. So it's all done and ready for that next month. Like June is already in the can for me. I know what I'm talking about for the next four weeks. I don't have to take time for my schedule and the promotions are all in there. So I might insert things as they come up or stories that happen or other things I want to promote. But at a basis, I'm touching my audience through several touch points, but redirecting them to the same blog post across multiple channels, multiple times a week. So, okay. Let's say we've, let's say we've, uh, Let's say we've crossed this bridge. We've had a podcast, or sorry, so you have your website. You got some content on there. You've got some. You got some content. You got some blog posts. You got some testimonials. Maybe you don't have the most one or two, but you have some credibility. And now you're looking to really take it to the next level and get featured in, I'll say, Inc. Magazine, or you're trying to get featured in your local state magazine, or trying to get featured more into the Denver Post or the Washington Post or something, some other publication. How would you go about reaching out to journalists? Are you emailing? Are you calling them? Are you reaching out to them on Twitter? How are you going about doing that? I like to hit people from a variety of angles, but before I even reach out, the first thing I do is I make a list because you can't effectively reach out to people if you're just sporadically hitting people up. Like you need to kind of know who you're reaching out to, where you're reaching out to them and why you're reaching out to them. So I start by either surveying my audience or just doing a little bit of research. What are they reading? What are they listening to? watching. Um, and then I'm going to make a media list filled with all of those outlets, whether it's podcasts, whether it's digital and blogs, whether it's actual print and magazines or my local TV station, I'm going to write down all the names of those outlets. I'm going to search for the people that cover the beat or section that I want to be featured in or what my industry normally is. If I can't find that person, I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call that station's 800 number and I'd be like, who's the person that I talked to about technology or who's the person I talked to about real estate? They have to give you that information. That's literally why they had that 800 number. So I know some people think it's an inconvenience, but pick up the phone because people never do and it's going to really help you. So once you build that list of content, you have to think about what you can say or promote that's going to appeal to those people. Um, and the easiest way to do that is to look at, okay, I have found the outlet. I found the reporter that covers my industry. What have they been talking about lately? And just look at what their last three or four articles are. It'll give you kind of a headline, the companies they cover, how they like to write about things. Some people like long form articles. Some people like quick paragraphs. Some people are Q&A people. And you can kind of format your pitch or your topic that way. But also gives you the segue to reach out to them and say, hey, I just saw your article on real estate investing in China. It was really insightful. I love this piece. But I think, I think you missed something your readers would really be interested in. And I'd love to talk to you more about it. Here's my contact information. Let's definitely chat about this. Or the next time you cover real estate investing in China, I have some ideas that I think would really add pizzazz. Not, don't say pizzazz, but would add value to your article. <laughs> no one says pizzazz. Would add value to your article. You know, I'd love to talk to you more about it. Or I'd love to send you this infographic. Or show them that you've paid attention to what they're covering. You know what their beat is. You realize maybe they just covered something that was in your area of expertise or your wheelhouse. But you can add more value. You know, you're not pointing out that they got it all wrong unless you think they got it all wrong. Um, but you're not you're not being a combative. You're saying, I can provide a value to this or this brought up this for me. Or have you ever thought of focusing on this area instead? And you're showing them where you can help them and provide value. Because the hardest thing for reporters, right, is their small newsroom. They have to constantly generate content and they're looking for they need you. So they might act like it's an inconvenience for people to always be reaching out to them. But if you don't, if they don't have a story, the newspaper can't print. Mm -hmm. They need you just as much as you need them. And so I'm a big fan of 
doing my research. And then initially I reach out unless their bio or information says otherwise, I send an email pitch. So I'll send an email pitch out a Tuesday morning, really short, brief um, pitch, pitch that just kind of says, hey, I saw this that you wrote. This is what I liked about it. Here's who I am and how I can provide value. I can also speak on X, Y, and Z. Please let me know if you're interested. Here's all my contact information. Send that out Tuesday morning. I give them one or two days, and then Thursday, I'll either follow up with that by forwarding on that same pitch and saying, hey, so-and-so, um, really wanted to touch base with you on your article about X. Would love to hear more and provide more value. Please let me know if you're interested. Email that back over to them. If I'm really antsy and I have no patience, I'll pick up the phone and call them. Because again, people don't call people anymore. And we have phones for a reason. I even leave voicemails, which I know some people are like, oh, voicemails are the worst. But I, reporters need to get to you. They're getting hundreds of emails a day. If you really want to stand out, pick up the phone. So uh, my initial outreach will be on a Tuesday. My follow-up will be on a Thursday. Uh, Friday and things don't really happen in business. So especially in news unless it's breaking news. So I go back to them the following Tuesday. It's another phone call. It's another email. I give them till that next Thursday, and then I hit again. Maybe that pitch didn't register. Maybe they didn't see it. And I go at it from a different angle because so many people send things, and then they just let it sit, and they're like, oh, well, if they saw that email, they would get back to me. But the truth of the matter is you get so many emails, even if you're only getting five emails a day, you'll get an email and be like, oh, I really need to respond to this person. And then something will happen, you'll pull a different direction, it'll be 11 p.m. at night, you'll be like, oh crap, I never got back to that person. I'll do it in the morning when I get back in the office. You get in the office, there's already fires, you've missed that person. That's why follow-up is so important. And it's not because they're not interested. If they weren't interested, they come back right away and be like, no, I'm not interested, or this is the worst pitch ever, or please never pitch me again. No is not that death sentence. No just means not right now or not that way. But until I hear from them, I'm going to keep reaching out until they say, you're spam, stop spamming me, or I'm not the right person, go to this person. I'm just going to keep at them. I have people that I've pitched for years who have not responded to me that I'm going to keep pitching because once I'm going to get them, now I'm bound to determine to get them to cover me. But also, they've never said no. They've never asked me to stop sending emails. I just haven't gotten them at the right angle. So when you reached out, so if I'm understanding mm -hmm. this process... You call the 800 number, you basically get their contact information, you reach out to them on Tuesday, you follow up on Thursday, you then follow up with them on the following Tuesday, and yeah. you basically continue this process until they basically say no or blah, 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 blah. Basically, they never say no. So if mm -hmm. when you do get a hold of somebody, and let's say you do book um, for that publication, do you find that you are now a valued asset and you're like a reoccurring uh, source of information? Like do the same reporters come back to you over and over again? Do you find that? Yes, yes, I do. So, and, it, and it's all about your eagerness to help them. So if they come back and say, oh, okay, we loved your story. Come on and talk about this, this, and this. You'll go on. Say you did a TV segment. You did a great job. You killed it. They'll either invite you back right while you're sitting there or you can say as you're leaving, this was... I really enjoyed this. I'd love to help out. If you're ever covering anything in my industry, please let me know. I'll be back. And they might reach out to you, but I also make sure I keep them aware of everything I'm working on. So say you're on TV on a Thursday morning. 
Friday afternoon, you got an award. I'd write back to that person and said, thank you so much for having me on on Thursday. You know, I just want to keep you aware of what's going on in my world. world. I actually won a huge award this Friday. Um, would love to have it or what it means to the community, uh, that sort of thing. I just always keep them up, keep pinging them, and they're going to, you know, you're going to stay top of mind with them. Plus, they've already had you on camera, so they know what it's like to work with you. They know that you're just not blowing smoke and you know your stuff. So you're, you're definitely going to be used over and over again, especially if it's a reporter on a deadline and you can help them out in a pinch. They are going to always come to you for information because they know that you can pull ideas out of thin air that can provide value for them and really help them out. How many people are you reaching out to uh, consistently on a basis? For my own personal stuff, I am probably reaching out to 250 people a week. For my clients, we probably reach out to thousands a week. If you're reaching out to 250 people, so you, you make your list, you got 250 names, and if I'm reaching mm -hmm. out to, I'll say you, and I read an article, so are you reading like 250 little different snippets from each reporter and replying to that and saying like, oh, hey, KJ, I saw your blog post. It's really great, blah, 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 blah. And then I go to the next one. Hey, Joe Smith, I saw... I'm basically reading really bits of what their latest article was in the last two weeks. I'm personalizing the subject line, personalizing the first paragraph, paragraph and a half of my email pitches. The other stuff I can just copy and paste at the bottom, but I'm making sure to personalize each and every one in the top half. So it's not all just copy and paste. It does feel unique. It does feel genuine to them. And then I'm sending that out to pitch myself because people really, it's not really about me. I mean, it's getting myself press. But when you get, when I send an email like to you, for instance, I'm not going to send you an email and only talk about myself. That is of no interest to, to you because human nature, we want to hear about ourselves and what we've done great. And that person's paid attention to our thing. So if I'm pitching you to be on this podcast, my first two paragraphs are going to be all about you. And then I'm going to talk about myself. Like I'm not even introducing myself till the third paragraph because I want to make sure that I've covered off on your needs and gotten your attention and talked about you and what I think is great about you before I even bother to ask you for something. And now that you say that, I'm actually thinking of this email, like this email template I have, and I'm like, I think I should probably go through and reread that. <laughs> like it's not I mean, it's not all about me but i think it, i think what you're saying is like if you're adding value to them initially and complimenting them it's uh i'm not saying if it's a guard but you're gonna be more receptive if it's like hey i reached out i saw your latest blog post it's like and i liked it or you critiqued it and it's like oh okay it's not this guy just pumping me uh, his own yeah. material right away. So that's very good. And then how would you say, how, where does social media tie into this? So if you're reaching out via email, do you reach out via Twitter as well? LinkedIn, do you utilize those uh, channels as well? I will. I will use them sporadically if I cannot find an email address or if their reporter has directly somewhere in their bio said, please only reach out to me by LinkedIn. Um, I will do most of my pitching by email unless otherwise directed but there are a lot of reporters on twitter for example or if i see something come across facebook we're all right back not in the comments not in the chain of the comments that you can at the end of the article but i will retweet a link to their article and tag them and say found this so valuable love this information would love to talk more with you about it or i have a client that would be perfect for this and i'll tag the reporter that way it's separate from the comments that are in the actual written article or piece that's online. They know that I saw it. The notification tags them. 
and it does kind of the same thing, right? It's paying attention to them. It shows I'm listening, but it also has all my contact information, my handle, my client's handle, if necessary, right there at their fingertips if they want to cover them again. Mm. So that's how I kind of attack the social media. So I might pitch, I might see an article in the ink, for example. I might play my little trick where I'm like, oh, love this article, Dara. It was so great. I have tons of tech clients that I know would be a perfect for this series you're now running. Would love to chat more with you about it. I might put that on Twitter and then I might go into my database and be like, hey, here's Dara's email. I might also send her an email and I'll just double up that way because really it's repetition. Um, you're going to find she's getting probably 4,000 emails a day. I want to rise to the top of that. And if I can hit her with two points at one time, I think that that's going to play in my favor. Mm, definitely. And so do, you, do you find that when you, for PR, it's almost like a, a snowballing effect that once you kind of get one gig and you kind of get more publicity and then you create another article, it, it, it rolls together. Do you find that? Yeah, I think it definitely snowballs, but I think you have to be proactive about it, right? Because we've all heard of 15 minutes of fame. So I could be on the Today Show tomorrow and I could sell out of all my products or services and be booked for a year. But if I never did anything again after the Today Show, eventually that's going to run out. It's going to be crickets. So what I'm going to do if I'm resourceful is I'm going to be on the Today Show. I'm going to promote that I was on the Today Show. I'm going to thank the Today Show. I'm going to tag the Today Show. I'm going to share that link across all my channels, on my website. You're going to see that logo on everything. And then I'm going to say when I pitch people, oh, you might know me because I was just featured on the Today Show. And I'm going to keep trying to get more press hits to make that snowball. Like one great press hit helps you get attention, but also starts building a foundation like a house, right? You're not going to just build the concrete house no you're going to build a concrete slab which is press hits and then you're going to build the walls which is more press hits and then you're going to you know insulate that more press hits. And you just keep building and building and building and you'll find that once you appear on one to two podcasts one to two news outlets it will start to snowball because you've built up your credibility but you never want to just kind of rest on your laurels because it's it's not like oh i'm going to put this one thing out there and everyone's going to come to me you're still going to have to work at it a little bit you're still going to have to pitch for things but those are the good press hits that you want Mm, very valuable very valuable i i hope everybody that's listening to this realizes that you know we really got to be proactive tuesdays wednesdays thursdays following up adding that in because i can attest i reached out to uh reporters through harrow before and i got featured in my first national publication and then from that we had people reaching out to us trying to about possibly purchasing 17 cvs's throughout the united states in a portfolio I mean, we didn't purchase it, but we never would have got that offer if it weren't for being in an, a national publication. So these uh, strategies do work and they are very uh, effective. So with that said, I want to close it out with the closing three questions. First question we have there for you is, what is your favorite book to regift? My favorite book to regift. I, I, I want it to be my book. Um, but it's not out for, I think I can talk about it yet. My favorite book to read, you know, probably one of the Gary Vee ones, Crushing It, I think is, I think it's really good. I think it's a, a great reminder for people to go back to the basics and just cover up on some low hanging fruit that they can be doing. We can all be doing business. Question two, what is a pain point or weakness you face right now in your business? You know, for me, it's it's the media landscape and that everyone thinks they can post something on social media and they'll be famous overnight. People have forgotten how hard of work it is. So resetting expectations is my current pain point. Question three and last one. If you were to give a TEDx talk, what would it be on and why? My TEDx talk would be on, it'd be how to boost your brand without spending a, a cent on advertising. Ooh. I think that 
I, th I think that entrepreneurs and influencers, small business owners, pretty much everyone, I think they're spending a time and they don't need to. I think we need to get back to basics and less of the flashy stuff. So that would be my TED Talk. Good. I, I want to hear it from you. <laughs> <laughs> very cool well uh, on real estate journeys where i value different podcasts and when we end the episodes we usually like to give away a uh, free pdf a free document uh checklist or something along those lines to the listeners and i believe we have something there from you today is that correct yes i would love to gift your listeners the actual script i use where they can just tweak it a little bit to voice and then they can send out an email pitch that's going to get picked up for sure okay very cool. And I'll include that information in the show notes there for you guys as well. And uh, yeah, if you guys really enjoyed the episode, please head on over to iTunes, like, subscribe, share all that information. We greatly appreciate it. KJ, thank you very much for being on the show and we'll catch you on the next go around. Thank you for having me. Thank you, KJ. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Journeys with Matthew Baltzell. To claim your free investor swag, Head on over to rejpodcast.com and click on the tab Free Investor Swag.